Remember back in the 1980s when preachers on TV were really evangelizing the Word of God? Okay, some of you do, but for others, it is hard to understand this. So I'm going to give you my impression of, of these evangelical types. And, you know, you may have seen this type even recently preaching. So here we go. You know, God is here to relieve you of your pain. He is here to take your troubles away today. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Not bad, huh? According to these folks, you're supposed to feel God's presence 24-7. The reality is, if you don't always feel God's presence, well, you're not alone. So how do we know this? Well, if you dig out your analog or digital Bibles, or you can even read our notes on our app, this passage from Psalm 88, verses 13 and 14, pretty much puts it together. and says, I'm standing my ground, God shouting for help at my prayers every morning on my knees each daybreak. Why, God, do you turn a deaf ear? Why do you make yourself scarce? Even back in the day, many have yelled, screamed, and bemoaned this passage. This psalm is from after the first temple's destruction and the exile to Babylon. Think how this writer feels. Destruction of the temple, forced removal from his homeland, and now feels that God is no longer a part of the writer's life. There are days, even weeks, where I do not have this connection with God. I mean it. Does not mean you or I are bad or wrong or on God's crap list. The perception that pastors like myself are always to feel God's presence is a total lie. I have talked to many other pastors who say that God is not always with them. It happens, and that's okay. Just like there's no on-demand God or a killjoy God, an ever-present in-your-life God does not exist. God is there, but as I said in the last message, the prime directive between us and God is never violated. So how does God make his presence known to some but not all? The better question should be, why don't we always feel God? If you understand this question, you'll totally get this series. And before I continue, guys, gals, Get your minds out of the gutter. It's not like I said farmers are only concerned about getting down and dirty with their hoes, okay? Now, we could list a plethora of reasons why God is not ever-present, performing miracles to wow you. But for the greater part of the population, there are pretty much three core reasons why. First, it is probably about the perception of God in your mind. To be more specific, maybe you are over-sensationalizing God. And, and I'm not just blaming you, but also pastors who have caused this ideology to take root in your mind. It is mainly from these pastors from the 80s and today's quote-unquote faith healers who I point the finger to as well. Now, these folks have given the message that God performs miracles only through them, and this is a major issue. So if we look at John chapter 6, verses 30 and 31, you know, this happened also to Jesus. Jesus is confronted by a crowd who witnessed the miracle of the multiplying loaves of bread. And it says, they waffled, and this is the crowd. Why don't you give us a clue about who you are? Just a hint of what you're doing. When we see what's up, we'll commit ourselves. Show us what you can do. Moses fed our ancestors with bread in the desert. It says so in the scriptures, quote, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Does this sound like you? I mean, mistrust came from the people misunderstanding who performed the miracle. Jesus did not perform the miracle directly. That miracle was directed from God. Moses in the Old Testament did not rain manna from heaven. God did it. 
God is not a circus performer. He knows that miracles are to be targeted strategically. And we will get more in depth in the next message regarding a heartless God fallacy. But another reason is probably, and please excuse the pastor speak here, that maybe your heart has hardened. In this case, hardened is basically saying you no longer care even though you still yearn. Now, normally a person's heart is hardened after a catastrophic event like a traumatic relational breakup, right? So in Matthew 13, verses 13 and 14, Jesus, after teaching through a parable, responds to the disciples' question on why Jesus teaches in parables. And it makes sense when you look at it from a hardened heart. And Jesus said, in their present state, you can stare until doomsday and not see it. Listen till they're blue in the face and not get it. I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear a thing. Your eyes are awake, but you don't see a thing. So here Jesus points out that those who are hardened against God will perceive the parables as, quote, just stories. It is those who open their hearts to God will understand the meaning of the parables, as Isaiah pointed out. To simplify this, basically, if you don't open your heart to God, you will just see and hear what the world shows you. By opening your heart to God, you can perceive past the curtain of the world and begin to understand God's purpose for you. And this leads me to the final aspect. Maybe God wants to draw you closer. Ever been in love or in high school, started dating? You held hands because you want that other person close to you. And for guys, it was a sign of, you know, got other guys, back off, my girl, we're dating, that's the end of it. And girls are like, yeah, he's my guy, don't. You know, other girl, no, you're not going to get any of him. And when you were separated by distance or even by classes, you know, you do languish to be closer to that person. And the same can be said with God. Having faith in God will start that. Think about how and why on earth we are living as we are. It says in Acts, starting from scratch, he made the entire human race and made the earth hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so we could seek out after God. And not just grope around in the dark, but actually find him. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. Or simply, as Jeremiah put it in the Old Testament, God decreed, when you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you don't be disappointed. I'll just turn things around for you. I'll bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you, bring you home to the place from which I sent you off into exile. You can count on that. It's like the movie Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. In this case, if you want God in your life, he will come to you. You really have to have that desire to be with God. You need to build your faith up to want God in your life. It is a long test for those starting out. As I said earlier, God is not always present in your life, but your initial faith plus continued faith in God will ensure you know him and he will begin to change your life. So that's all for this message. Our final message in the series tackles the one aspect of God that many point to as there is no God, and it's the heartless God fallacy. If you look at today, this is very pervasive throughout our lives, and it was so in the past. As always, you can listen to this and our other messages via Spotify, even on our app, and you can watch this message on YouTube. As a reminder, the Greater Guild is supported by our listeners and members. We take zero revenue from YouTube, Spotify, or Twitch. 
So head over to our website, greaterguild.com forward slash give to donate. You can donate through our app, or if you have donated in the past, you can text your donation. And all that information is located at greaterguild.com forward slash give. Thank you again for watching or listening. Don't forget to subscribe to YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch, and hit the notification button to get our regular messages and watch our live game nights and live messages starting Sunday, September 5th. I wish everyone a safe and profitable week.